I was watching a program the other day and watching the kind of the battle scene, if you will. The, the men are fighting. Literally, they're in a circle. They're fighting some kind of show of testosterone, I guess. And as they're all gathered around, they're a huddle of men right around the outside of the actual fight that's going on. And then a little further back, another group of men. And then way back, probably, I don't know, 50 feet away, two men talking. And the two men talking, one turns to the other and he says, look at us, we're like field generals watching the battle from the distance. And the other one turns back to him and said, we're not generals, we're too close to the fight as it is. Now, how many of you are leaders who feel like if there's some kind of struggle going on in your business, in your organization, you've got to be right in the middle of it? If it's happening, you got to do it. If it's going to happen, your fingers are going to have to touch it. Now, for some of you, that's a, a control freak issue and you need help. For some of you, it's just the reality of your business that nobody knows how to do in your business what you do. There are times that I have that situation where I have to adjust the mic, I have to adjust the camera, because that's what I've done for years and years and years before I can take the stage to stand in front of the camera and talk on the mic. Been there, done that many, many times. It gives me a great advantage in helping other people who are in the same situation, whether it's on the stage speaking or it's manning the camera. But how many of us get caught up in that moment and we forget that the people around us, the people we lead, are people? They're human. See, as a leader, you've got to be bold. You've got to be strong. You've got to be fearless. You've got to be ready to charge the gates, so to speak. But it's easy sometimes to forget that the people we lead, the people who work with us, for us, on our team, those are humans. And as leaders, we have to remember to be human. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I, I want you to understand that there are, there are times in life that the bold, fearless, never turn back, charge the gates of hell with a water pistol kind of mentality is required of a leader. The willingness to say, I don't care if nobody goes with me, I'm going. I'm going to launch this new product. I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to sell everything that I own. I, I listened to an interview just the other day between Lewis Howe and Alex. Uh, I can't even pronounce his last name without reading it. Uh, but he was talking about how he, and the name of his book is not $100 million sales, 100 million sales. And what he's really talking about is having that offer that's a high ticket item. But in the process, he talks about how there was a season in his life that he started off with basically nothing. No, that's not true. He didn't start off with nothing. In fact, he's a Vanderbilt grad. His dad used to mock him for not getting a real career. In fact, his dad gave him a hard time about, you're going to go run a gym. Oh, that's so impressive. Why don't you get a real job? His dad used to ridicule him in front of other people because he went to Vanderbilt. And although he graduated in less time than most people graduate from Vanderbilt, that wasn't enough for his dad. The amount of money he was making wasn't enough for his dad. It just never was good enough. His dad wanted to push him and push him and push him and push him. Be fearless. Be bold. Get out there and do it. Just go do it. Get the job and get a real job. You've got a real degree. Get a real career. And Alex said that just that wasn't me. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to be self-employed. I always wanted to have my own business. And then I launched my own business. And he talks about a season 
in his interview where he says, I was down to almost nothing. In fact, the last $10,000 that I had because I'd made some bad mistakes, I had reinvested the money and, and we went from cashing out with several hundred thousand dollars to now we're back down to the last 10,000. I sent my girlfriend at the time off to do this project and it was everything we had in the account. And, and I told her, you know, when, when you go to do this, either you come back and it's a big win or it come, you come back and, and we're all done. And she's like, do you want me out? Do you want me gone? Are we breaking up? What are you, what are you saying? And he said, what, whatever you feel like we need to do. And then in the next statement, he says, she came back not just not losing the money that I sent her with, but she came back with tenfold that amount. And she saved our business. And she saved our relationship. But more than anything else, she proved to me that I was wrong and she was right. And that she's like a woman of steel. She can stand up through everything. Everything that I put her through emotionally, everything I put her through relationally, everything I put her through financially, and she's still hanging on. And then he talks about how they built their business up and then sold it for like $40 million. And when Lewis Howe asked him, you know, how did that $40 million change your life? He said, well, it didn't really change my life. Uh, the truth is I kind of got bored. Because, you know, after you've had that kind of money for so long, the cash flow is what you're used to. New money coming in, new money in the bank, new opportunities. But when you can jump on a jet and fly around the world for dinner, when you can do anything you want to go, go anywhere you want to go, it, when that's the course of your life, it kind of becomes mundane. And at that point, you begin to ask, what will I do with all the money anyway? In fact, he was the first person I heard talk about the 100% death tax. And he used it as kind of a double play on words. Death taxes everyone 100%. There's nobody who gets out of paying the tax that is death. We all die. When? Another, another question. Some of us live a life that's a little riskier and that may be imminent sooner. Some live a life that is very quiet and very still and it's hard to die. But then you never know about cancer or or some other stray bullet, so to speak. But we do know this. The majority of us lead, not cats and dogs, although some do, not cows and ostriches, although some do. Uh, most of us lead other humans. And it's easy to forget sometime, like he did about his wife, that she has feelings. And she may be a woman of steel who can close the deal and, and seal your fate to a better positive light. By the way, he says in the interview that he reconciled with his father. His father actually called and apologized somewhat after he reached his million dollars plus at 27 years old. That's when dad finally was able to say, yeah, I, I think maybe you're a, a man now. But even then, he says the apology was kind of flimsy, but he accepted it. My question is, for you as a leader, how often do we forget about the humanity of the people that we're around? My older sister was one of those valedictorian in high school and top five in her class at Baylor and uh, worked her way up to being in that, you know, modicum of good six-figure income, quarter-ish kind of income, and working at a big company and then on a weekend had a motorcycle accident and lost the use of her right arm and spent several months in rehab and it in that moment redirected her life because the company couldn't afford for her to be gone so long because they couldn't live without her 
there was another company that had let her go after she had worked for years without a vacation and finally decided I'm, I'm going to use one of those 27 weeks of vacation I've saved up and they got upset with her and let her go and that ended up in a bad thing for them but the humanity versus the productivity they looked at her and said you're producing so much you're doing such a good job you're leading the people that are under you you're getting great results and yet they lost the humanity they lost the ability to see the person behind the productivity and ask what can we do to value that employee and so they lost her well recently she has taken a job so that she can be at home with our mother because our mother although she was one of the most physically agile in the house um, is suffering with the results of a stroke and, and alzheimer's and my sister was able to relocate and work a job that allows her to work from home a large portion of the time and be there when mom needs to be so that she doesn't have to be in a nursing home but in a matter of only a few weeks a few months combined um, my sister's now taking care of her significant other who is in his last days and my mother who now has a broken hip on top of being um, suffering with Alzheimer's the stroke etc etc and my younger sister who's handicapped as well and so while trying to do the job the paycheck job and take care of three other humans and herself and their pets um, her job says oh, we're gonna take away your workload for a while, which would be okay if that meant your pay is gonna stay the same, you just don't have to work as hard because we realize you're going through a tough time being human. But instead, they said, we're gonna take away your workload so that somebody else can handle your productivity and here we are right back in the same situation again, where the leadership of a company says, we love your productivity, but please stop being a human while you're doing it. Uh, life crises, life changing, altering, uh, life altering moments, where they don't count to us just the productivity. Look, I would say this on anybody's behalf, not just my sister. But if you're a leader and you're running an organization and you are so focused on your productivity, so focused on the end game results that you forget the people producing those results are people, there's something wrong with you. Stop doing that. If you have forgotten as a leader that the people who produce results for you are people, stop doing that. A good leader is bold. A good leader is fearless. A good leader knows when to take the risk, when to move the direction of the ship, when to navigate in a new direction. A good leader knows when to make an investment and what happens when you don't make a good investment or you make a bad investment. A good leader knows that you gotta have the right people on the team, that you gotta be productive, you gotta produce to the bottom line, you've gotta stay in the black and not in the red. A good leader understands all that, but a good leader also understands that unless you intend to replace every human in your workforce, on your team with Mr. iRobot. You better treat your humans well or they will be gone. And when they're gone, their productivity goes with them. And your brand, it's not your colors, it's not your logo, it's not your tagline, it's not all your fancy advertising and marketing. No, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. The story people tell about you when you walk out of the room, that's your brand. And if you want to destroy your brand as a human, as an organization, then treat the people on your team as something other than human. Oh, compassion is extremely important. Compassion 
is a mandate of leaders. Now, I'm not saying be so soft that you just fall to everybody's whims, whims and whining, but I am saying that if you don't recognize that some of your top producers are going to have moments in life where they're just human, they're going to make mistakes, they're going to do things wrong, they're going to have tragedies in their life, they're going to have a moment where they've got to step back and go, hang on, let me hit the pause button so I can reset for a minute and come back stronger. And if you as a leader can't recognize that, pour a little compassion onto that fire by giving them a little bit of a break to do that, you're going to lose them. And they're probably going to go somewhere and start a business that competes with you. Or they're going to go somewhere and they're going to let the rest of the world know who you are and what kind of leader you are. And that will not bode well for your business, your organization, or your leadership capacity in the future. Take the time. Sure, be bold, be strong, be courageous, be fearless. Go get them. And then back up just a minute and go, the people I lead, these are humans. And they need compassion. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. Or tell it like it is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.